This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if at any point during today's show, you have a question or you hear something you want some more information about, give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. And while you're at the website, click on the radio page, check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions to set up a face-to-face meeting. I always like talking to people face-to-face. So during today's episode, we're going to talk about something that's really important to millions of Americans for many different reasons. Achieving your financial goals in 2020. I like to call it planning for your dreams. But before we jump into all of that, let me check in with Tony. Tony, what's happening? Uh, Wow. Well, a lot is happening, Tara. I mean, there's a lot going on out there. And in the new year, people looking forward to this year, uh, we've jumped right in. Tara, I know that you and Chris have jumped right into the new year and you're keeping busy and I'm doing the same. Uh, It's just been crazy busy for me this year. But that's why I'm excited about today's show, Tara, because... Obviously, we need to set goals, and you hear this, I mean, from motivational speakers to posters to bumper stickers to uh, if you have a job or a boss, uh, goals, set goals, set goals. Um, But not only should you set them, but you need to achieve them, especially with financial goals. And Tara, that's what you're so great at doing is educating people so they can make decisions, the right decisions with their finances so that they can achieve these goals. But the, the first, I imagine, is setting them. Uh, but how have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? Are you you're meeting with people? I know you love to talk to our listeners when they call in and set up those complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultations. I, I still think that's awesome you offer those to our listeners. Well, we're doing that, Tony. One of the things I'm pretty excited is we're actually reaching out to all of our current clients with some uh, little useful goal setting tips like, you know, to help them kind of think about what are my financial goals for this year. So then we circle back in the middle of the summer and do our annual reviews. They've already kind of been thinking about it. And, you know, I do goal setting for myself, Tony, and I was thinking, well, why don't I help my clients do that? Because I, you know, the more I can make my, my work life lines blur and what I'm doing for work is what I do for myself. It makes it more of a passion and less of a job. Yeah, there you go. And I know you're passionate about it. And uh, I feel the same way. Uh, You have to be passionate about what you do. Uh, And it becomes then obvious uh, that you care as much as you do about your job and your clients uh, who really you work for them. And uh, I know you love that and you love meeting with people and helping people. Um, You know, and again, this is the time of year when people sit down and contemplate what they want out of their finances for the coming year. So I think a lot of people in our audience today are going to be eager to learn some advice and tips on what we can do to achieve 
some of these financial goals in 2020. So what do you want to start with, Tara? Well, Tony, I'm going to start with a little educational piece because I, you know, I read all the time. I'm a big consumer of information because I feel like I know what I know. What else is out there? And I came across this great article in thebalance.com called Three Ways to Make Your Money Work for You. And I love it because this is what I try to teach. And Tony, it's almost, it's not that I'm really teaching anything new, but it's teaching it in a way that it resonates with somebody, right? Right. Uh, and that is, that's, you have to connect with the person. And Tara, again, I think you're great at that. I used to, my, one of my um, early dressage horse training instructors, she said, you have to get over it because as a teacher, a horse riding teacher, you'll te tell your students something over and over and over and the student just won't get it. And then she'll bring in a clinician from Europe and the, the clinician will come in and say the same thing. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> And she said, it's really frustrating as the teacher going, I've been telling you that for two years, <laughs> but you don't hear information until you're ready for it. So Tony, what I really want to talk about today is the three basics that we talk about all the time is budgeting, getting out of debt. And then the third thing, saving and investing your money. It's these basics. I mean, all investing comes down to this. You want to get ahead and make sure you're not digging a hole. Wow. Yeah, you, you definitely do. And you don't want to dig a hole for yourself. And I think sticking with the basics, uh, even when it may seem oversimplified at first blush, is a smart way to attack the problem of uh, achieving or reaching your goals in, in 2020 and beyond, right? Well, you know, you got to start somewhere, Tony. And I think I'm a big fan of start simple. And then once you have simple down, I mean, I think they're called foundational basics for a reason, yeah. kind of like the foundation for your house. You don't want to start you know, putting in fancy windows and doing design, if you don't have a really solid foundation in the ground, it doesn't make sense. Um, the foundation part, though, it's not exciting and it's the part that nobody sees, but that's what really holds everything up. And and here's the thing, Tony, is I think the basics are doable. And for a lot of us, the, the hard part about getting started is if it feels overwhelming. So let's break it down to some basics and let's just figure out how to do that first. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, get that out of the way. And I think, you know, a lot of people out there, um, the idea of crafting a budget with their own two hands so that you're left with something real that they can refer to, it makes so much sense. I hate to bring up the B word, but budgeting is an important part of the basics. And earlier you mentioned getting out of debt. Uh, you've mentioned that to me and, and in past shows about ways to help us reach our financial goals. Talk to us a little bit about that one, getting out of debt. Well, let's talk about that, Tony, is I think the larger question that we're getting at when we talk about budgeting and getting out of debt is getting really clear about our intention. And um, if you're not super clear about your intention, and that's what goal setting is, right, is it's, it's thinking about what is it that we want to be, where do we want to be six months from now, two years from now, and what are we going to do to get there? And budgeting is one of those things where... You have to sit down and Tony, I think I love pencil and paper just for the tactile experience of it slows you down a little bit and you have to think about, you know, like getting out of debt. First question is, why do I want to get out of debt? Is it well, other than, you know, we all go, yeah, you should be out of debt. But why do you want to get out of debt? And one of the first questions is, as you're looking at it is, well, how did I get here? Because if I don't understand how I got there, how am I going to get out of it? Yeah. So 
it's it's really about taking that um, quiet time to sit down with that pencil and paper, set your intention. And here's the thing, Tony, is you've got to attach that feeling, that why, because just setting down a list of things you should do, that's almost like when you were a kid and your mom is telling you, you should go clean your room, you should do this, you should do that. You know, those things, they don't, they don't resonate and you don't do them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that is, yeah, you got, you got to do it. And I know this is something that you help people with and encourage people to do. Um, but getting out of debt is really important. Uh, I think for a lot of us, uh, for most Americans, debt has become a part of their lives. And a lot of people have to take out loans to go to college or buy a car and then, of course, credit cards. I mean, uh, some that's uh, the only thing we have to get access to some of the things we need in, in some situations. So uh, how do you reconcile that one with the fact that a lot of people have debt? Well, like you said, Tony, it's it's really just once credit cards became part of the normal life, that just really changed the way our whole society functions. Because now we don't have to wait until we earn the money before we can have things. And so it really it's it really comes down to how you were how you were raised, what did you learn at home? Because it's it's really nice. I can remember my grandfather, Tony, talking about it, like because he's Catholic and they were nine kids, and he said, Boy, it sure would have been nice to have a credit card when I was trying to raise my family of nine. And um, but what happens though is that that works if you have a plan and you say, well, I'm going to, you know, I need to get shoes for the kids because school's coming up and you're able to buy all those at once. And then you have a plan to pay it back. But if you just, if you, it's really easy to go, well, um, I'm just going to do it this one time. And Tony, where it becomes tough is when you tie it to an emotional, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little down today. So I'm going to get me a little pickup, pick me up, you know, I'm going to make myself feel a little better. And these aren't things, Tony, that you just know, right? Like if you grow up and you, your family has a credit card and that's just normal or it's never discussed, how would you ever know that maybe I should think before I use this credit card? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stop and think. Give yourself some time. Uh, and I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, if you have a lot of debt, uh, break it apart a bit maybe uh, so you can identify parts of it that you can tackle right away. Set a goal that's achievable, uh, like you always say. And that's another one of those simple but critically important financial steps that we're talking about. It is, Tony. And then I like to take it, you know, this is part of the education piece we get into. But um, I like to say that there's good debt and bad debt. So, you know, buying a house because you need a place to live, you, you got to have a place to live. And so that's intentional debt. But you also get some deductions when you own a home and there's things that, Tony, the debt that's really tough is just that credit card debt that's that conglomeration of, of eating out, buying clothes you may or may not need. All those things that the, the moment is gone and you still have the debt. Yeah. Like you buy a house and you live in the house. So you have the debt, but you're, every day you're getting use out of that. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Uh, and, yep, that makes perfect sense. Now, we should take a quick break here, Tara. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, Tony, yeah, Chris and I, we really like helping people with these kind of thought processes and planning. So we have set aside 20 complimentary calls for the first 20 callers today, Tony. For those people that are really struggling with, you know, the big question we get, Tony, is, you know, what do I do? I've got all these student loans, but I need to start investing. How do I, how do I juggle that? 
So these are the kinds of questions we help people sit down and get into, Tony. So the number to give Chris and I a call... Chris and I a call at is 719-210-4242. And Tony, it's really about people who are wrestling with the, I hear what you're saying, but how do I do it? I need help with that first step. Like, how do I put it into action? So Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. All right. Thanks, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio right after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242. And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're tuning in and you need a little more information, please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Definitely visit us online at www.TaraEnolan.com. You can click on the radio page and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. It's so important to get educated, and that is the most important thing. If you're listening to a show like this, you're taking the first correct step to start going, what are the good questions I should be asking? Yeah, and that's that's critical, and it's so important, and it's a great conversation to have. This has been a good one so far. I'm eager to hear more. I mean, before the break, we're talking about, you mentioned uh, budgeting. We talked about that and paying off debt. Um, and I think the next one might be even potentially a little more complex, uh, and that's save and invest your money. Tony, I mean, this is this is exactly the, the balance that we talked about. And I think we got to stick to the basics because if you understand how saving and investing can help you reach your financial goals, then you're more likely to get there because it all comes back to that why. And you have to have a little passion about it. It's just a fact of life, Tony. I don't know why it works, but when you have goals that are attached to a little bit of passion or excitement, they, they seem to work out better. When you have those goals that are fall into that should do category, like I should lose 10 pounds, <laughs> it's hard to get excited about that. Right. But if you get excited about, you know, I'm going to set up in a, a, a travel fund. And in five years, I'm going to take the most fabulous vacation, but I'm going to start planning now. That's something you can get excited about. So um, what I want to talk about now, Tony, and and this is probably one of the biggest educational pieces I like to sit down and do with people one-on-one is, you know, if I wait until I've paid off all my debt before I start to invest, then I don't have any compounding interest and time working for me. So how do I figure that out? Like, you know, if I try to pay off a 30-year mortgage on my house before I ever start filling up my IRA for retirement, you know, I'm going to be old. And these are the kinds of questions that we like to look at. But here's the simple one we can start with, Tony, because we want to stick to the basics is you got to have six months of emergency salary. Yeah. Yep. You have to have that emergency fund set aside. And I think that's really important. Uh, and, you know, uh, a little just-in-case money. Never a bad idea, right? Well, because, you know, bad bad news always comes in threes, right? It's always yeah. like the dishwasher, the refrigerator, and the washing machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's next? 
Well, the next thing is once we've got our emergency fund in place that helps us from putting things on the credit card, now we can start talking about saving and investing because time is your best friend. And the sooner that you can start investing a smaller amount sooner is way better than trying to pay catch up later. And so this is where it's really good to go sit down and talk to somebody that can help you get started and figure out, you know, do I want to be conservative? Do I want to be a little more aggressive? What's going to get me to my goal? So it really kind of starts, Tony, with that first question of, well, how much is enough? How, you, if you're just wanting to, to save, but you don't have a target in mind, that's really hard. So you want to start out with, okay, pie in the sky. Where am I going, you know, when I'm 70? How much money do I need? And then how do I get there? So that's why you want to get a uh, professional to help you out, Tony, so you don't have to guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you come in. And I know that you and Chris have helped so many people with this uh, to address these concerns and uh, working with somebody like yourself, a trusted financial professional. That's a great point because investing gets confusing. And I know, believe me, I know it can be intimidating. So why do it alone? I mean, obviously that's uh, not a good way to go about it. And a financial advisor like yourself, a fiduciary, can really help people make sense of it all. Well, Tony, one of the biggest things that Chris and I actually do is a lot of our clients send their um, there's 20-something kids to us. And it, we have a process that we do with these kids, right? Because, I mean, in terms of for my business, that's not a, a good return on investment for my time. But here's what I do is I love helping helping young people start to think about it. And we kind of set it up like this, Tony. We do some education and talk about it. And then we make little mini contracts. And I talk with them and say, okay, we're going to save, you know, we're going to save $500 in our savings account over the next six months. And so I send them off with their homework. And I say, when you have gotten that done, come back and then we'll do, we'll take the next step. And so it's, it's almost got to be a contract where you're, they have to meet me halfway, right? Because I can't just do it for them. And I'm not going to lecture them about what they should be doing. But I, I try to give them bite-sized steps for success. And then as they meet those steps, then we keep building that plan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I think that's huge. So um, obviously, this is really good. And I've fallen into that trap myself when you know, I go out to shop maybe at Target and I keep tossing <laughs> a few items into a cart that's already full. Uh, I think it's easy for us to go out there and tell ourselves, hey, spending a couple more bucks on this or that isn't going to matter, but it adds up. And I think impulse buying is a problem. We got to save money and spend wisely, not just save, but also look at our actual spending. Chris and I have this joke that when we go to Walmart, like anytime we, we go to the register and it comes up less than $100, we, we have a little celebration dance. Because yeah. <laughs> you go in to buy one thing and it's just always hard to come. You're like, oh, I didn't know I needed those five other things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And when you're using credit cards, when you're using plastic, it just makes it it makes it seem easier, like it's not really happening. Well, it's. It's a lot easier. And I was laughing the other day. I was checking out the grocery store and the, the cashier said, she said, did you find what you came here to look for? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. I came here for milk. Thank you. Let me run back and get some. <laughs> so I had like 10 other things in the cart, but not the one thing I had stopped for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, and, you know, I think this is another area where um, if we craft a, a written budget, uh, we can see uh, that it's really important to do the things we're talking about. 
Um, like, you know, may not seem like a big deal, a trip to the store, but if we tracked each trip to the store over six months, uh, common you know, common sense suggests we're probably going to save hundreds of dollars. And that's the kind of savings that makes comparison shopping and coupon clipping and some of the things we seem might think aren't important, makes them worth the effort because that's money you can put into savings or invest for the long term. And what's the most important thing you just said there was taking that time to write your list down. It's about setting an intention. It's like, it's like you're writing a little contract with yourself, Tony. And it seems like a small thing, but it's actually a pretty powerful. It's symbolic. And you take that five minutes to just make a little contract with yourself. Here's what I'm going to get. And then you, then you start to hold yourself accountable because if you just go to the store and kind of wing it, um, every time you just, it's amazing how much money you'll spend on things that you just didn't need. And, and the thing is, Tony, is that money that you spent on something you didn't really need, that could have been a little bit of money that you put to work for you investing and growing so that over time it was going to be available to you when it really matters. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's crucial right there. Um, and so uh, credit scores obviously are important, right? I mean, uh, how do we maintain a healthy credit score? Well, you know, these are the things that are frustrating. So you actually have to have a credit card if you want a credit score, because if you don't ever spend money, you don't even get a score. So it's it's almost like this. It's like a, a gateway drug because <laughs> you have to have a credit card. But the key, Tony, is that you want to use the credit card, but then ideally you pay it off. And ideally to have a healthy credit score, your card is just something that's there for convenience. It's not there uh, to be like a little mini bank loan when you don't have enough money. So if you want a healthy credit score, you use the card. I mean, especially like for things like you can't get gas for your car without a credit card hardly. So use it for things that you need that you've already budgeted for. And if you do that and then you pay it off, then that's how you start to get a healthy credit score because the companies say, yeah, we'll give this person a credit card because they're looking to say, are you going to use the card? And then are you going to pay it off? So it's kind of twofold thing. It's it's almost like a responsibility test. Nowadays, we have so many uh, bills and aspects to our finances that are put on autopilot, uh, but you need to pay attention because sometimes you forget about uh, what's been going on and nobody wants to get a huge surprise like, wow, I've been paying 40 bucks a month for something I don't <laughs> haven't been using. So I, I think that's huge. So what are some ways our listeners can improve their chances then of achieving f- some financial goals? Well, you, one of the things, it's, it's great to, to just do that check at least quarterly of all your credit card statements. You know, I was thinking about, Tony, I was at the um, hair salon the other day getting my hair cut and they had some magazines and they said, oh, just sign up for now. And then if you don't like it, you can always cancel it later. And I was like, that sounds like a great deal. But then they said, well, we're going to need your credit card. And I said, what do you need that for? Well, you know, if you don't like it, you can always cancel it later. And Tony, that is become a common marketing technique of sign up now. You can always cancel it because these companies know how bad we are about going back. And because it's a little bit of a hassle. It's much easier to sign up than it is to cancel. Yeah. And so, you know, 20 bucks here, 10 bucks here, 40 bucks here. It's those things can add up. And the thing is, is you'll do it and then you'll forget about it. Yeah. And so, you know, that 40 bucks a month that you're paying for something that you're not even using. Think if that money was just going into a uh, vacation IRA Hmm. or a vacation uh, savings account. 
that you'd much rather have that than having it just drip into a uh, a magazine that you don't even read. There you go. Yeah, and then that, that's huge, obviously. And, and you know what? Um, I've never uh, it never occurred to me to look into a bank or a credit union loan uh, to make a significant purchase that isn't something other than a new car or a mortgage. Uh, my reflexes in the past had been just to put it on the credit card, but it makes sense. Uh, the difference in interest rates uh, uh, would be huge, right? You always want to shop those interest rates. And that's the thing you always want to check. Like, you know, when you go to the store and they say, well, if you get the the company store, whether it's Target or Kohl's or, you know, pick a company, it's always better to just keep with your plain Visa, MasterCard, because there's fees that are built up in there. And it always works like this, Tony, is you're okay until you have a late payment. And then that's when you just, you pay a lot extra. So it tends to have with banks, they don't, um, they're a little more clear. So you always want to keep that on your table, especially for a large purchase. Just like everything, Tony, in the military, we call them COAs, courses of action. So you want to have, you know, two or three COAs to pick from, so when you make a big decision, you look at the pros and cons and you, you make the best decision with what's available. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge, obviously. And we all want to make the best decisions. And I know you're more than happy to help people look over where they're at uh, and help them with this. And I think the biggest thing to remember when it comes to credit cards is be careful. It's not free money. And, you know, charging whatever you need or want in the moment seems easy at the time. The consequences are serious. They really are, Tony. And we were talking to um, some friends of ours that travel a lot. So they have one of those airline credit cards and they get a lot of miles. And they just said, they said, it's great because we get a lot of miles. They said, but do not ever miss a payment because the fees are astronomical. So it's kind of like, it's almost like know yourself. And like you said, Tony, the credit cards are not free and you have to really know yourself. And if you're not a responsible person and you know you're probably going to get miss a miss a payment here and there, be very careful with the kind of credit card that you pick. If you're super diligent and you know you're going to pay it and you can take advantage of those miles, that's great. But if you know you're the person that's going to miss a payment, you might end up, you might as well just buy a plane ticket because you're going to pay so much in fees. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, we're almost out of time for this week's show, Tara. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we have to go today? Well, you know, Tony, I'd like to share the big takeaway. And the big takeaway with the basics is, you know, setting a budget and paying off your debt. It's about being mindful. It's about setting an attention, about being clear. And then doing the investment. Tony, it's all about being in control of your life. And in everyone I talk to, Tony, people are so much happier when they're in the driver's seat with their finances because no one likes being at the mercy of, oh no, I have to pay this bill. I didn't plan for that. What happened? What happened? No one likes that when it comes to money. <laughs> Unless it's the, wow, there's extra money in my account. What happened? <laughs> so the, the big takeaway from today is about Here's how you put yourself in the driver's seat with your money, because when you're in control, it just feels a lot better. Yeah. And so, Tony, Chris and I have set, set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers that are ready to go. I want to be in charge of my life. I don't want to let my financial situation dictate what I can and can't do all the time. Yeah. And Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. Chris and I love helping people who are ready to get started and take some action. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time.
Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.